Hi, welcome to the Artificial Intelligence, Machine Learning and Data Science Weekly Podcast. My name is Kwan Hong, or you can call me KH. In this show, I'll be talking to AI, ML and data science practitioners around the region. In each episode, I will dive into relevant and interesting AI, ML topics, where you get to know more about topics ranging from AI, ML adoption, best practices, and tips and tricks to be a better AI, ML data science practitioner. Hi, welcome to another episode of AI, ML, and Data Talk podcast. In today's episode, I'm happy to have Hafiz Zukifli, who is leading data science and user research at Bank Islam as a guest for the show. Hi, Hafiz, welcome to the podcast. Hi, KH. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, nice talking to you, man. I think uh, we, uh, I think uh, we have actually worked in the same company, even though we don't we, uh, work at the same time. But uh, we have not met each other. I think that that that's the thing. <laughs> yep, yep. So yep, <laughs> we we share the same colleagues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so as like I explained, um, so normally uh, I will ask my guests to actually do a, a bit of self introduction. So maybe talk about something about your childhood, your uh, background, about your education, and then some history about your career path, and what leads to your current job at Bank Islam. Okay. Uh, so, uh, hi again, Hafiz. Um, so, childhood, eh? Uh, okay, going back to, to my early childhood, what, what, what got me into IT? Uh, probably, I guess, like like the most of us, computer games, Right. Uh, back then, I, I, I go. I back in primary school, I've got some friends who uh, who, who taught me how to uh, navigate around DOS. So they were that advanced at, at that time. So I was like, whoa, like super, super, super cool kids. Uh, learned from them a lot on on how to you know, just do simple stuff in 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 DOS. Install, delete, uh, change some config files. Um, from there, uh, then I think a couple of years went went by. Uh, picked up uh, HTML skills. Uh, you know, you like back 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 in those days, you, you you actually have to go borrow books from libraries to 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 learn stuff. Um, and then uh, subsequently, I got into uni. I did electrical and electronics uh, in uni ten. Uh, picked up networking as well uh, along the way. Uh, competed a a a CCNA set uh, thanks to a friend of my mom uh, who was teaching that subject uh, back at his workplace. So, as, as you can tell, uh, by by now the the things that I got myself into is uh, kind of like all over the place. There's no really clear direction. Um, but I guess mostly it, it revolves around tech. Uh, and when I graduated back in 2008, I got a job as an analyst programmer. So deviated a bit from, from electronics. Uh, but what I figured back then was that I really wanted to go into the telecom industry. Uh, so that job. Uh, was in a telco software company. Uh, stayed around in the industry for around, uh, I don't know, seven, eight years. So did a lot of Unix, did a lot of uh, SQL, uh, some, some coding in Perl. So that's basically where I, I picked up the 
the uh, IT skill set. Um, then circa 2016, somewhat uh, got my uh, chance to jump into data science. So there was a reorg at my old place uh, whereby we were mandated to you know, try and explore uh, opportunities uh, using the data that we had. So back then we had a lot of uh, customer data, uh, data coming from uh, network devices, um, but there were no really uh, good insights that came out of that. So we were basically tasked to uh, become data scientists in a way. So there was a lot of uh, self-learning. Uh, it was a bit of a tough time for me uh, at that time to, to jump into a space uh, where there's not much guidance, both uh, in the sense of uh, the industry itself, wasn't as mature as it is now. So knowledge, in data science wasn't as accessible nor structured. So it, so I guess back then, if you really wanted to be a good data scientist, it involves a lot of uh, digging and scouring the net uh, and online sources. I think the the most famous course back then that I, uh, uh, I think that was available uh, online was uh, the one by John Hopkins, if you're familiar. The Coursera uh, course, is it? Yeah, because of course, and I think that was the only course back then that covers the entire gamut of uh, uh, the discipline. So, like from from extracting to doing statistics to you know uh, putting an emphasis on reproducibility. So, which is not something that uh, is even focused on today. Uh, re re reproducible research. Um, so that basically gave me the uh, framework on uh, identifying what I need to, to learn and identifying what are the gaps that I have in my knowledge. Uh, so from there, it's more about, you know, once you understand what you, what, where you're weak at, so then uh, the search in terms of knowledge becomes more refined. You can now just focus on the things that you are weak at. So probably if you're uh, good at R, then you could probably leave that aside and just focus on the statistics or more on the uh, uh, documentation bit. So having a framework really helps. Uh, then I jumped into a job marketplace uh, where I was able to uh, practice a lot of uh, natural language processing. Uh, stayed there for a few years. Uh, uh, experienced what it's like to be working in a mature tech company. So I really enjoyed uh, the structure that it had, uh, the rituals. Um, so that's basically something that uh, Kind of like a life skills per se. If you if you if you in the industry, so it's not something that uh, is uh, really taught in books. It, you have probably sometimes you have to experience it to to be well versed in how to uh, work efficiently uh, in 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 a tech company. Um, from there, I moved to Bank Islam, where I am right now, in twenty twenty, uh, and basically to help out a 
a unit in Bank Islam. Uh, so I will, my, my unit is called CDX, Center of Digital Experience. We're, so what we are doing at the moment is to stand up a digital bank called uh, DU by Bank Islam. So a, we just recently launched in, I think, June this year. Uh, and um, basically uh, what I'm tasked to do is to help the team make uh, data-informed decisions as we uh, try to acquire more customers and get them the best experience uh, that they deserve. Yep. Sounds interesting. So I, I, I see because uh, I think I have interviewed quite a number of people. Most of them are, like, uh, like you said, the data science was actually quite, still quite new at that time when you actually started. There was actually no formal kind of education or like now uh, most new cities are offering like data science specialization. So most a lot of people actually uh, actually took up the data science on themselves and then and then they move on and then they actually gather a lot of experience uh, through working uh, working experience and then they actually gather uh, the required knowledge. So do you think that uh, is it is this the right path uh, for to be a good data scientist? Because a lot of people. See that uh, or, or I need to actually be you know be prepared via formal education like I attend a university where uh, there is a specialization for data science or do you think it's also good that the people can actually pick up knowledge as they go along you know working in, in, in the industry if it, for me it really depends on what kind of person you are if you are the kind of person that can uh, self-motivate yourself, uh, have the drive to uh, dig into stuff and be persistent at it, then probably you wouldn't uh, have a need for formal education. Uh, but if you think that you lack the discipline to stay the course, uh, you don't really have a proper structure on how to learn and what to learn, then yeah, probably formal education is, is, is better for you. Yeah, because uh, I uh, I think the now education you, you can actually acquire anywhere, but uh, yeah, yeah, especially with all these uh, MOOC, uh, massive online open courses like Coursera, uh, like Udemy or Udacity, there are so many of these platforms that's available. But but uh, I think uh, a lot of people also did that uh, realize that uh, actually most of the passing rate of all these online platforms are very very low. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So like even even though the, the, the knowledge is accessible, it doesn't mean that you have the right uh, skill set to absorb those knowledge. So yeah. I think uh, for me, I I, I, uh, I I do take a lot of online courses and the ones that are, the better ones at least, always have uh, a sort of like a feedback loop uh, that basically tells you or validates what you have learned, whether it's correct or not. Okay. Do, do, do you know what's the passing rate for normal? Uh, do, are you aware what's the passing rate? <laughs> nah, I, I don't really keep track of it. Okay. So it's actually reported that uh, the passing rate for all these online courses is actually 5%, 5 to 15%. It's very it's low. It's really low. It's really low. <laughs> yeah, especially if you are not motivated and then uh, you're not passionate about the course, it's very hard, difficult to actually complete the whole course actually. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so if you attend a formal education where you actually, you know, every semester, 14 weeks, then you go for another semester, then you you, you force yourself to attend lecture. Maybe there's a, there's a normal way for, you know, for people to learn. 
yeah, I think I think paid online courses. Uh, when when you say five percent, is that is that the rate for paid online or or free online courses? I think free will worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't yep. pay, <laughs> you know, it was worse, you know, because there's no commitment. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, what makes you jump from uh, from uh, like you said, establish uh, this job uh, hunting company to a bank? Because a lot of people say working in a bank is very structured and it might be not very suitable for. I think like someone like you who is quite. Oh, uh, always looking for challenges. Oh, oh yeah, man. <laughs> I, I I had doubts. <laughs> I had doubts. So if my boss is listening to to this podcast, you know, yes, I had a lot of doubts <laughs> before joining Gangster Club. Um, but but what appealed to me was the uh opportunity to uh challenge myself further in the sense of uh setting up a team. So that's that's not something that. Uh, easily available. Uh, I mean, an opportunity from from an opportunity perspective. Uh, yeah. you 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 only get that opportunity if you are to uh, join a, a a new a new startup, right? Uh, but in this case, it's essentially a startup within a bank. So that safety net is there. So you. So you get to go into a place where you are allowed to make mistakes and experiment around what you think uh, is the best way to set up a team, and you're allowed to do so. You're encouraged to 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 do so. So that 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 for me, what what is what uh, appeals uh, with the opportunity that's been given by Benson. Okay, so I recently, I think today, you just posted something about management about management. Okay, sorry, I'm a stalker. <laughs> 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 I I stop I stop your uh, actually no I just follow I just follow uh because normally before I interview the guests I I just look around what they, what my guests actually post in their social media so actually I I I I'm actually quite interested to you know to actually pick your brain on this because uh as we go along in our career as a data scientist whatever uh, mm-hmm. when you move to a data the senior data scientist and then sooner or later you probably become a head of data science or data engineering or whatever. Mm-hmm. Later, you are going to move from a very technical where you do a lot of hands-on. When you go up to the career progress, you become more management level. So, do you mm-hmm. think that when you when you progress from a very technical level kind of a, a job to a more management level, do you think there's a shift of skill set that is required? Because when you become a management, when you add that management, you you don't think so much of technical anymore, and you are managing a team. Mm-hmm. How do you find balance of balancing <laughs> management skills and technical skills? I think um, the urge to dive into code, uh, dive into AWS, and you know, do stuff on your own is is always going to be there. It's 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 a lesson on letting go and uh, having faith that uh, your team can do it. And if they can't, then that's essentially uh, a process uh, for them to grow. So for them to get to a level that you think is, is, is uh, I guess, the bar, you, you have a bar on your mind where, where they should be. So for them to get there, there needs to be time. There needs to be some allocation. And you need to be comfortable with the 
with the process uh, of, of them getting there. And you, the, the task for you now is to uh, facilitate their journey in getting there. Uh, um, of course, there's going to be pain, especially if you are the kind of person that uh, always excels at executing, uh, delivering the best. Uh, so I guess it's you 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 will need to have to plan uh, on how they how how can you move them up while not reducing the quality of work that gets delivered at the end of the day. Um, yep, I'm <laughs> I'm also like still new at at this managerial thing, <laughs> so it's it, it's a it's a. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I do agree like what you said. Uh, I mean, uh, sometimes it's a pain <laughs> because you have been doing this thing for so long and then it, to you, is uh, you always can produce good results but when you pass the job to them, to you it's so simple but you pass to them, they cannot produce to the standard, the level that you want. But of course, uh, as a manager, the delegation is very important. You need to delegate the job to them and then also have let the subordinate have a sense of responsibility because when, when they do things with with a sense of responsibility and then when they achieve something, then they will have what we call the, the, uh, the sense of accomplishment because most of people, when they actually uh, leave a company because they don't have a sense of accomplishment and then they don't feel that they're contributing to the company. So yeah, I think exactly. As a, as a manager, you need to have that uh, kind of uh, thinking to make sure you have to be able to motivate uh, your, your subordinate. Yep, yep. It's like raising a kid. Like if, and I'm, um, so like, for you to be comfortable in releasing your kid up into the world, you would you would want them to make mistakes that you can give feedback uh, early on. Um, but if you like, if you become a helicopter parent, like um, yeah, you you're gonna have like you're gonna be paranoid when when they go to uni later. So that's probably not not the kind of of experience that I I wish uh, on on my team. <laughs> so yeah, I, they they will need. They will be making mistakes, uh, and I will have to 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 wait for them to to get at that 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 part. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a process. Uh, in in I guess for for both of us to you know, both both me and the team to to trust each other and you know work together. So what what kind of management style you normally practice? Are you a very hands on that you work closely with the team, or you are more of kind of a uh, like uh, uh, like you said, not helicopter parenting kind of stuff. When you actually more give them more chance to actually make mistakes, learn from their mistake, and then let them grow by uh, grow uh, uh, throughout the time. I I try to be the latter. I I try to be the latter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after working for quite some time in this industry, what do you think is the biggest misconception of being a data scientist? I think I think these are questions that is people always ask me because like you said, when you started in the 2016, I think that time people said data scientist is like a rock star. Right? So it's, it's, it's a rock star. After working for uh, so long in the industry, what do you think? What's the biggest mis misconception of being a data scientist? Um... I guess for those who are not familiar on 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 what data scientists do, uh, I guess like 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 you said, it, it, the perception is uh, we are the data scientists in general are, are good at everything data related. Uh, but so so that includes you know knowing stuff like 
even uh, you know from 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 the lowest of, of of stack from doing the data infra, uh, doing the data uh, data data engineering side, uh, knowing how to create ML models, uh, deploying, even data governance. Uh, so so like concepts like uh, master data management and all that. So uh, it's a misconception, sure, uh, but it also probably is due to how uh, people have been, you know, uh, putting up job ads, uh, and some have been, uh, you know, um, changing job titles to attract talents easier, right? Like. I want a data analyst, but I can't get enough talents in. So let's change this to data scientist. And then, you know, in the scope, we, we, we put a, a, a data analyst scope. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's still it's still a tough, uh, tough, tough uh, misconceptions to, to correct. I, 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 I think previously in the previous episode, I also discussed this that, that uh, because of that, even the HR do not know what are the things that their skill set or what are the requirements they want when they want to employ mm. a data scientist. So mm. normally HR, when they put out an advertisement, they simply just copy and paste from other, <laughs> other job or other job ads, whatever. And then it's like, you look at it, are you sure you want uh, the data scientist that you, uh, you're going to hire, you want to know everything from A to Z. But then when you join the company, they only do SQL, you know, <laughs> and then they probably do mm. their Tableau dashboard. So yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a misconception, isn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, can you share some of the things that uh, you are very interesting project that you have done? Because uh, based on that, uh, your Medium blog post, you kind of quite a number of stuff, isn't it? So any <laughs> interesting project to share that uh, you 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 are you are quite uh, passionate about? Because uh, like you said, you are you are quite passionate about NLP, isn't it? Yeah, so that was mostly in my previous company. Uh, I did a lot of NLP back then, um, uh, mostly in the areas of uh, job titles extraction and uh, and uh, reviews classification, uh, just trying to filter out those toxic comments. And the the ones that are interesting involves you know doing the same thing but in another languages like Portuguese, so that, that that was fun because like you have no idea what what you what you're filtering, and you're just kind of like hoping that you're getting it correct. Uh, of course we have we have we have our counterparts. Uh, back in uh, I think uh, sorry was it Portuguese or Mexican? I can't remember correctly now. But yeah, it was in, in, in Latin America uh, market. Uh, so yeah, that was interesting. But in terms of you know recalling the details of the implementations, I probably I wouldn't, I wouldn't do justice if I were to do it now. I'd probably have to dig back uh, in some of the workshops that I did uh, back in Data Council. Nowadays, nowadays I, I, I don't get to work as much in, in data science or machine learning. Since uh, our the bank that that I'm uh, that we have just launched, it's just like I think it's just like four months old. So data is still coming in, uh, but 
uh, and I get to look at uh, basically solve different kind of problems now. Basically, just looking at uh, how customers move throughout our app and identifying their, their pain points. Where do they, where, where do they typically drop offs? And uh, think I think you you've highlighted that uh, what I do is also user research. So that's the the second bit that I've just I think recently learned uh, how the discipline works. Uh, still trying to, to to grasp the the kinds of responsibilities that comes in in doing that that field. Uh, but yeah, so the interesting bit for me is uh, from data science, when you do data analysis, you you only get, you, you get to see the outcome of people's action, but you don't really know why they do such things. So um, as I get to, to work on user research, I now get to actually, you know, hey, why are you doing this? Let's call them up, right? And then you get to uh, learn firsthand uh, the reason, the actual reason why they behave in in certain ways. So that to me is is pretty interesting in that I'm able to now form a mental model on uh, what exactly happened as opposed to just having a fifty percent of it. Okay, sounds interesting. So, but then, but then when you call up a person, then you find out like you say, like connecting the dots. That how do you translate that to a data that you can able to fit into the the training model. Oh, so, um, if sorry, if it wasn't already clear, I there hasn't been any model yet. I being see. Built. Yep, yep. So, it, when that happens, of course, uh, it would involve changing the experience in the app itself, uh, <laughs> making a few experiments to see whether the expected outcome uh, turns out the way that we want it to be. Okay. So yeah, recently I also saw that uh, you uh, yeah I just want to point out that uh, uh Hafiz you're not been posting medium quite some time already. <laughs> 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 I'm reminding you to <laughs> yes I yeah oh. <laughs> posted two posts on the icon. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 going at the rate of uh one post per three months. So yeah, I'm. I, I, I yes, I do keep track of, of my 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 laziness. I and I try to improve on that. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I, uh, I just uh, I just saw your latest uh, post on GPT three. So I'm just interested interested to find more about how do you think about this. Uh, because uh, recently also I gave a talk on the generative model. So especially now, when uh, people are using generative model in all this image. I think uh, GPT-3 is also another generative model that people use on the text and uh, uh, this, uh, on, the, on, the, on the generation of text. So how do you see all these uh, large language models, the LLMs, or all the GPT-3s? What, what do you think of the potential or, or how do you see it that they're going to be used in the future? Uh, I think there's a number of startups that are already using GPT-3 in... Uh, augmenting their operates. So there was this uh, project that I worked on uh, on the side, of course, uh, where I helped them uh, 
so le- basically leverage what I wrote on the post. So that's how they found me. Uh, and they were like intrigued on the capabilities of GPT-3. So I, I uh, helped them with a model basically to generate a few ideas on how to make ads better. So, so the problem statement here is that, uh, so typically HR in, in general, uh, they need to come up with ads, right? Uh, but um, of course, ideation is not an easy thing. Um, so if HR personnel can just, you know, put up prompts and then be given ideas on uh, basically based on this uh, job ad, these vacancies, what are the sort of prompts? What, 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 are, so, what are the sort of uh, two-liner ads that they can fit into a, a, a social media post that can, uh, you know, attract, attract talents in? So, you know, just by, by going on, on, on that example, you can already see like uh, how it's, tries to simplify the, the traditional way people people do thinking uh, and, and, and uh, cut down on the on, on the on the processes um, so that's I think that's one example um, but I guess yeah you, you really have to understand the processes to be able to understand what what and like and, and where to apply GPT3. In, in in essence, it's it's just a you know next word prediction model, which is trained uh, on the large large data. Which is trained, yep, yep. Uh, okay, but but the, the the applications is is really quite a lot if you, if you think about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like from from the top of my head, that's the that's the most recent experience that that, that I that was what, what I was exposed to. Yeah, so recently, based on uh, my talk on the gen- generative model, because uh, now we, we have DALI, we have Imagen, we have Midjourney, so all these are actually able to create very nice image through a prompt. And people say that, oh, these are going to replace the artists uh, or the future artists in the future because it's so easy to generate an image or whatever. So do you think that GPT-3, like you said, that, 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 that uh, you said that you have done for your, for your, for your friend or, or customer, that is actually replacing a copywriter because when you when you when you want to design an ads, whatever you need to have a very nice tagline, whatever. So do you think in the future all this transformer model or GPT three is able to replace all these copywriter, uh, even authors or, or <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, uh, I don't think we're there yet. Uh, it could probably generate a, a long piece of text. Uh, but having played with it for some time, I don't think the generated text is coherent. Uh, the narrative can get pretty weird at times. So, uh, I guess the copywriter now becomes much more of a curator. So you see whether you like the text or not. If not, you discard or maybe tweak some parts of it and then ask it to generate some more until it fits your general uh, arc or narrative that you're going for. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think recently there's a, there's a new services, I think just launched, have you heard of Galactica, where it's able uh-huh. to, to read the uh, scientific uh, papers for you, and then you will create a summary, 
uh, create a, uh, you can actually create a, a summary and then you also can create like a lecture note for you based on the paper that you actually are, are able to do it. I think have, you, have, 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 you, have you tested it? Like, does uh, it make sense? Not really tested it, but uh, it's, it's like a big thing now people are discussing about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw some, some, I guess, tweets uh, about, you know, how, how people have been testing it and, you know, it, the results hasn't been like positively good. Uh, it does make mistakes. So, you know, when, when, when that happens and, and it happens on a platform that is supposed to, you know, convey accurate knowledge and you're expecting that the summary that it's, it's giving, giving you is the correct summary, uh, but it turns out it's, it's false, then <laughs> there's, there's some risk there, right? <laughs> Yeah, like you said, it's not there yet, but uh, it is kind of like a like a like a direction that uh, where where things are heading. So mm -hmm. the same discussion was uh, uh, a lot of uh, question was asked. Uh, do you think all these uh, image generator is going to replace artists? For me, like it's not there yet. But what is the usage of all these things? For me, it's like it's very. If I'm a digital artist, I, I can use all these tools to do a very fast prototyping. I can get an initial idea about all these, uh, all these images I want to create. And from there, I can build on my creativity or my style to actually improve it further. And then, you know, that's something yep. I think, I think what, uh, what people can use it for now. Yeah, yeah. I think as long as the space that you are working in allows for creativity and mistakes to happen, then it's okay. Uh, but when we, when, when you, when you, uh, operating in a space where you know people expect that your outputs are correct, like Galactica, like I'm if 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 people say Galactica is supposed to be doing, you know, basically summarizing a research paper, I expect it to be correct. Uh, you know, people have certain expectations, but if you if you're just saying that okay, uh, this is a tool that summarizes uh, fiction, uh, science science fiction stories, then that's I I, I probably have like. No issues if, if the summary is, is totally wrong. There's no harm done. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely you can see where the direction of all these tools are going. Mm. And like you said, uh, uh, even like uh, all these uh, generative models for image, there's so many startups just, start, just starting up in the, in the Silicon Valley just based on all these generative models just to create images. Yeah. Like, the, the, like GPT-3 also, yeah. The art of, of uh, coming up with a good prompt is... Is, is quite subtle. So, and it's 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 something uh, that for me it feels like uh, a person doing uh, technical SEO, where you you need to uh, continuously learn what's the latest uh, tricks that that uh, the Google have released, uh, as opposed to you know doing Python or doing C. There's there's not there's not much. Uh, Outside of the you know uh, syntax and, and frameworks that you need to that you, you can you can work with it basically what, whatever that you build in, in C or Python or whatever like standard coding language it's it's within the realm that realm but when you talk about prompt engineering the moment that a new model comes in then it can behave totally differently uh, you, you 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 never know how uh, and then it, it then comes. On you know people collectively trying out new prompts and you basically pick up the, the skills from there. Yeah. 
So there's another skill that is before generating the image, there's a skill to to actually input the right prompt. So only you get the image that you want. Yeah, you need to be able to know how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, any other interesting project or technology that you feel that uh, is something that uh, you is, you get excited about nowadays? Uh, so you've been doing talks about uh you know, generative models. I, I've only been playing with it, uh, especially the, that, that stable diffusion. So that, that was, that's particularly fun. Uh, but I haven't really uh, gone deep into it. Like, I think there's a, there's a course by FastAI uh, that dives into the nitty-gritty, like, details on how to tune the parameters, uh, tune, tune the models to make it work better. So that's something that I've been meaning to uh, to to jump into, uh, but not really having the time. Uh, so yeah, there's time is so scarce right nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's is as far as as uh, tech that I've been uh, able to to, to uh, you know have a peek into. It's been quite some time even for me. Uh, uh, that I've read a, a research paper properly. You 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 don't need to read a research paper unless you're doing a, a PhD or a postgraduate master or whatever. No, I, I, I used to do that a lot back uh, in my old place uh, because we are always looking for, for ways on how to you know, come up with better models, come up with better performance apps, or basically just to learn uh, how people... What, what 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 sort of pipeline does uh, uh, other researchers use or other companies use in order to uh, maybe extract uh, entities from from a job ad or resumes? So different companies have different pipelines, and the, the performance differ uh, somewhat in performance. So it's always interesting to uh, for for me to you know, to be able to look under the hood of. Uh, some of the companies that actually release paper and you know, learn how how they do stuff. Okay, but I haven't, see, I haven't gotten I haven't, I haven't gotten that chance to, to, to do that. <laughs> since 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 you are into having your reading papers, do you think one day you go back and continue your postgraduate? I I, I know someone has started going back to do PhD. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're talking about Hafiz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably after I retire. Uh, retire okay probably after i i'm i'm not uh i i don't think i have that perseverance to do it while i'm working um but i do uh fancy a chance to go back into uni and just just go back and study but not necessarily ai um i'm thinking I'm probably gonna learn history or or Civilizations or something like that. Something different. Yeah, yeah I, get, I get you. I get you. I get you. I, I, I would, if I were to do continue my, my to do something, I would do something totally different. Something fresh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A any books you recently read that is quite interesting or very you want to want to share? Books. Um, I have. I have a lot of books that I read halfway. <laughs> 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 oh so, my then what do you do when you read halfway when you want to go back then you have to start do you start because uh, usually I've forgotten what I read already so 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 there's there's two 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 genres of books that I I, I 
activism. So one one is essentially stories that I that basically you can say it, it's like fiction or those that are philosophical in nature. Uh, and there's like books that help me do work. Uh, so for books that help me do work, those are the kinds that you know. Uh, if I have a problem, I open like a, a particular chapter, quickly digest, and then put it back. Uh, or like if I try to uh, understand, like for like like user research, for example, like I I needed to form a, a user research team, uh, and the thing the gap that I have is in knowing how to uh, what's what's the playbook, what's what's the framework that uh, that that I can work in. So so that so I have that book on the side, uh, just as a reference. I skim through chapters uh, and not necessarily diving deep into it. Uh, so that's basically the other kinds of books that I buy and read halfway and put them back. Then there's another one that uh, more like a fiction where I try to read, but uh, not able to finish. So I, I have this one book that I, I think I started that book like three, four years ago, and I, I and I'm still halfway. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, I haven't really been uh, focusing a lot on on putting a lot of real effort into in the finishing books. But but uh, going back to your question, the most uh, the most interesting book that I'm I'm reading right now uh, is on Sharia. Sharia. Uh, so it's basically a book that details the journey of uh, a, a Sharia scholar uh, and uh, his experiences in practicing uh, uh, Sharia from, I think, 1990s and until today. Uh, so he, he was like going through uh, his experience on uh, Sharia, a scholar that works in a bank, and how how does the regulations, uh, how how does a Sharia scholar operate in in a financial sector, and the kinds of advices that's given, the misconceptions uh from 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 the general public of what a Sharia scholar is expected to do versus what they actually do, um, so that's definitely provides a a different uh. An interesting point of view, I suppose, uh, knowing knowing the the life from from their perspective. Yep. Okay, sounds interesting book. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, yeah, I, I think I see. Have you finished it already? No. First chapter, moving to second. Oh uh, my! <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think by now you can you can already like uh, you can already. Uh, see that I, that I, 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 I have a hard time focusing on on just one topic. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to, I tend, I tend to jump a lot. In, yeah, in that's the, the thing. As I was wondering how you can go and work in a bank. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, coming back to the data science uh, question. Uh, okay, yeah. let's say you were to interview someone now for your, let's say your CDX. What kind of uh, what kind of trait or uh, characteristic that you look for you know, for people that you are recruiting? 
Give give me uh, top top three things that you look for 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 a person to join with the data science team. Uh curiosity, I suppose. Um, so when when we when we say data science, I think uh for some of the listeners, the 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 immediate image that comes to mind is someone that performs uh that, that builds machine learning model. So unfortunately, that's not where I am at right now. Uh. So I'm at the analytic side of the science, if you if you wanna if I if I call it that. Uh, so I look for curiosity. Uh, I look for ingenuity. Uh, whether they're able to uh, you know hack or cobble things up together uh, and, and produce something a product. So so typically like if if you if they can produce evidences of those uh, somewhere in their, in their resume or their portfolio, or, or maybe uh, they've written something about it, then yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I think if you, if you want to go into the third, then just uh, hunger, I suppose. Uh, hunger in, in continuous learning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So basically, when, when someone comes for interview, they better be prepared with uh, like a GitHub portfolio or some project portfolio to share that these are things I'm, I'm working in and then these are the side projects or probably they have uh, written yeah. a, few, a few media blog posts or something like that, or maybe some YouTube, something like that to show that this is what they have done on their site or, or some passion, the things that they're passionate about or things that uh, they have done totally not relevant uh, to their uh, degree. You know, like you a person who graduated from a bachelor of uh, well, electrical well, engineering. Well, I, I'm not looking for myself. If that's what you're going to I'm not looking for myself. Uh, that would be boring, right? Uh, but but yeah, um, signals uh, are hard to come by. Uh, you know, separating the signals from the noise is it, hard when it comes to data science. And for me, a, a clear evidence of of a person knowing what they they, they say that they can do is of course uh, if it's not already obvious uh, it, it's just gonna be in codes in in GitHub yeah right uh, so demonstrated uh, examples of, of what you know so that for me is, is a strong signal but other things like uh, you know uh, drive uh those are more subtle and hackathon. for me i yeah like like yeah if you like if you really done like hackathon a lot then that really tells uh, me something about yourself um yeah uh culture is, is hard to get so what i typically do is i i would call them up uh and have a chat with them just you know talk about stuff and see where it leads uh where it, where it the, the vibe is there do we, do we have any problem retaining stuff? Do I have any problem? Um, it did. Uh, well, we don't really have a lot of people moving out, so I wouldn't say it depends on how you define problems. I suppose uh, if there is a mismatch in what we. Uh, what we can offer versus what they aspire to be, then that's 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 gonna be a uh, a, a problem for, for, for both parties, I suppose. 
so it's still it's a matter of uh in making sure that the person coming in knowing what they're getting themselves into and what they're getting themselves into I guess in in the context of uh the unit that I'm in it's pretty uh non ML at this juncture uh due to the lack of data uh so I'm not I'm, when when I say uh, my unit, I'm talking about CDX, I'm talking about Yuba Bank Islam. And so if you're applying to Bank Islam properly, then go ahead. They have a lot of data. So we don't have that. So if you're applying to, to my unit, then uh, basically it's um, mostly analytical in nature. Uh, engineering uh, uh, is, is uh, at its core. You would need to be uh, Quite good at, at data engineering, uh, and those are basically the two, the two things that that uh, I'm looking at. Uh, the two areas uh, that I'm looking at at the moment. So, so do you feel that uh, if a person join your team and then they 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 are not doing, like you say, maybe a mismatch of job? So, do you feel that uh, the person wanted to do a lot of ML, but then they join the team at the moment now they, they you're not doing much ML? Do you think they will get the uh, they will get bored, or then maybe they will look. They, they will try to find a way out. Uh sure, yeah, they they will, and I would probably not stop them. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a, I guess I I I I like people to go where they want to go. I mean, every every one of us, I guess, have aspirations of what we want to be. Uh, and for me, it wouldn't be right for me to deny that to them. Uh, if I think that uh, things are not going to work out, uh, and we are not uh, the type, we are not at that stage yet where you know it's ML heavy and that's what they want to do. Uh, then yeah, uh, I think there are other uh, companies out there that probably would be better suited to do uh, what they want to do. Okay. Um, I have uh, maybe a, maybe the last question. So, what kind of advice out there or tips that uh, to give to our listener, those who are maybe you know, listening who are still in the final year or or uh, final year degree program, or people who aspire to be you know a data scientist or machine learning engineer, or maybe you know to work in a bank like you. <laughs> what are tips or advice that you would give to them? Uh what advice? Um, try to try to have focus. I suppose try to have focus. Uh, it's easy to get distracted. Uh, when you are, especially when you when you're doing data science and you know AI, it's easy to get distracted. Uh, try to find a niche. Um, if uh, so, I, I, I'm coming from the perspective of, I suppose, if you uh, just try and get your first job uh, and you want that job to be in machine learning or AI, uh, try to find a niche and uh, build something uh, in, in, that, in that area. So if you're into like object detection, uh, image processing, so you know, try, try to build something. Yeah, my advice would be, would be try to build something uh, out, of, out of that niche. So that is something that would probably make you stand out 
uh, from from the other uh, candidates. You know, okay. because the, the 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 thing that you build doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be like all like all inspiring and whatnot. But it, the things that you pick up along the way are are the 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 less the the, the as hard earned lessons that would last a long time. So I'll, I'll probably focus on, on building stuff. Okay. I think it's a very good advice. Once you build stuff, you actually learn from a mistake. You also learn. That would be a good working experience. And then if you if you even block it in, in, in the media, whatever, then you'll be a, it will be like a good uh, future portfolio that you can show to your future future employer also. It's, it's, yeah. it's a very good I mean, advice. I mean, like, like uh, you know, when when you when you've gone through those that, that that particular journey, it makes for a really interesting story to tell during the interview, and yeah, people like good stories. Yeah, and uh, and, and the data scientist is is also a, must be a good data storyteller. Yeah, yeah. See, you get to practice storytelling as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I that's why I think uh, I always uh like uh, I always tell people that if you can block it because. How, how often that we actually write down our thoughts and then put into a proper structured word that people can understand what you're doing. You know, this is also a good practice. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree totally. Like writing does help help you focus. Yeah, don't 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 write every three three four months one one blog. <laughs> come, come, come on, uh. <laughs> give me a break, man. But yeah, but yeah, I I I I am working on the topic, so uh, I'm joking, man. <laughs> let, 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 let's hope I, I can get something up before the end of November. I, oh, I am working on, on, on something. Good, good, good. Our listener will look for you. Look for you. <laughs> okay, Hafiz. Uh, thanks for your time. Uh, nice talking to you. This is the second uh, like I, I tweeted uh, uh, the day on Hafiz that this is the, the, the second Hafiz that I know. In my company, I also have a staff called Hafiz. So there's actually three three uh, <laughs> science uh, uh, related uh, job called Hafiz. Then I was saying that it could be a biased observation, but there are too many Hafiz in the data science. Data science. <laughs> yeah, we're taking over the data science world. <laughs> Okay, nice talking to you. Hopefully, uh, we can actually meet uh, in face to face in one day. All right, cool, okay, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts. If you have any comments or recommendations, I will be glad to receive your voice messages. Send me your voice messages via the link in the show notes. To catch all latest episodes, you can follow this show on our website www.aimldatatalks.com or our social media such as Instagram or Twitter with the handler at AIMLDataTalks. Thanks again. I will see you next time.